Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Macabre Masters. This is um, this is the one that's coming out on Halloween, uh, or the one right before. I hope you have all been having a wonderful time. I am joined by, of course, Noah and Pope. How are you both doing today? Fantastic. I am doing deliciously. <laughs> I'm doing deliciously as well. <laughs> but not deliciously, uh, but deliciously. I hope Delicious. we kept that in. I like how... No, we'll save that for later. But um, I had we all talked about watching a new episode, and we talked about watching the Vavitch, a two thousand and fifteen movie. Sixteen? I thought it was fifteen. I think it was sixteen. I think it was sixteen. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Now that I think about it, good. It's legal to drive. It is a two thousand and fifteen movie directed by Robert Eggers. So, mm-hmm. first and foremost, well, who wants you want me to talk about like? the basic premise of the whole movie yeah bring it in man what's up so in the the witch or just the witch as it really is the witch is about a puritan family who lives in america who has moved here from england in 1630 so right at the very end of the english um witch hunts or the very apex of it was around 1630 so they're here in america and the opening shots are them getting excommunicated from this plantation and they then go out to the wilderness, and that's kind of where everything starts. Is uh, one of the daughters is playing peekaboo with her baby brother, and a witch steals this baby, playing peekaboo, peekaboo. <laughs> I can't say it. They're playing peekaboo, and the witch comes out and drags that little baby and makes a paste. And I had in my notes that um, the smashing that she does. Makes into a sick-ass beat. I know that's pretty dark and macabre, but <laughs> it really does. It if you will. Music. <laughs> huh. Well, I think you it's need kind to of like synced video. up with the... Uh, I think it's kind of synced up with the uh, with the, the soundtrack at that point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it turns I'm it into not mistaken. the soundtrack. So do you guys know why she turned the baby into toothpaste? Because you told me off camera it was uh, a way to live, uh, to have longer life, live, uh, turn younger. Nope. Oh, it, was flying flying, potion? it was a flying, flying potion. potion. I remember. That's why he That's remembered. why afterwards it showed her kind of like flying into the air, although she kind of floated. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. what it is. It was a flying potion. We had to look mm-hmm. it up. because Immediately just afterwards, she <laughs> just started like popping up into the air. Like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Except yeah, she was. evil She's Mary Poppins. Even the, Dude, she was creepy, too. Oh, that was God. a yeah. scary-ass lady. I think already that kind of played into it was um, obviously all the main actors were anchors, but I didn't know the witch, and I didn't know the one who played uh, Black Phillip, who was only in the movie for about five seconds. <laughs> who Did played you know Black Phillip? Actor- oh, was he an actual actor, or, what, or like was he a well-known he, actor? or was just? I voice? think he's well-known now. Um, I don't think he was back then. It was actually Satan. That's pretty cool. One hundred percent. Actually, that was one of the questions I had for you. Um, So I was at work, and uh, I was after we watched the movie, and I was thinking, who is Black Phillip supposed to be representing? Because if we go by the Judeo-Christian hierarchy of demons, Satan and Lucifer are the same person, as well as Beelzebub. But who is Black Phillip Mm -hmm. supposed to be? Uh, if it goes by demonology, is it Lucifer, who is different from Satan, and Beelzebub, who is a gigantic fly, uh, a lord of the flies? So 
Yes. I don't know if Noah knows um, this question, well, but I probably Devin probably knows. Like which which form of the devil? Because I think they just Black, say the devil, right? Mostly throughout the movie. Black Philip is Black Philip is the Judeo Christian Satan. Okay, so who gotcha. is also Lucifer. it's not a demon. Okay. There's also a lot of um like satanic imagery used. Yes. Uh, this just flat out normal satanic imagery. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was he was meant to indicate Satan. It okay. wasn't a, it wasn't a demon. It was that Satan. makes sense. I feel like yeah. I, just, I feel like that was it. It was that was what was presented in the film, and that's the idea that mm-hmm. I got from it. But I didn't I didn't even think about the fact that it could be a different entity. What I have a question for you guys. What mm-hmm. do you think the rabbit was supposed to represent? I think because it, it showed up multiple God. times. I think it was another shape-shifting form of Satan because he had the brown eyes um, that looked like the goat eyes. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I, but why the rabbit? Yeah, why a rabbit? Because uh, like, I don't really think of rabbits when I think of like satanic or demonic creatures. <laughs> a goat makes a little bit more sense. But, um, you know, not no shame to all the goats out there. No shame to our goat listeners. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't think badly of you. Okay, um, that's pretty insensitive. We're all valued. Oh my god, <laughs> that's goat racist. Um, I I I don't know. I wonder if it's like a indicator of like maybe innocence, hmm. um, or something along those lines. Um, I just don't. I honestly I couldn't tell you uh, why it was a rabbit because it showed but up maybe like also, three yeah. times. And like well, the final time it showed mm. up, which was when it scared the horse, and um, you know that's kind of when the the third act went down. Mm. It it was like the most menacing because at first it just was there and it wasn't like it didn't pose any threat, but all of a sudden the the horse and the dog got freaked out by it, yeah. and yeah, only the, the animals first, got freaked out by it though. Yeah, the first time William the father was trying to shoot it for food, but his gun malfunctioned and the. Uh, the gunpowder just blew up in his face. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time was I, um, he was just menacingly there in the goat pen, I think. In the little goat right? pen area. Then the third one was the one you're talking about. I think it is a shape-shifting form because um, in this, I mean, in the Judeo-Christian Bible, the devil also does, uh, Satan also does shape-shift a little bit. Um, so I think... It's meant to be Black Phillip slash Satan the whole way through when it talks about um, when, it, when you see the rabbit, you see the goat, and then you s- eventually see the shadowy figure of Black Phillip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that takes me on to um, how did you, since there's four kids down to three at the very beginning of the movie, how did you, did, did um, the other two, what was their names, uh, Mercy and... Jonah, did they scare you at all? Because they they creep me out more than anything. Or I guess that could be the bigger question: is what scared you about the movie? What stuck with you? Hmm. I actually, I thought, um, I thought like the boy, right? So the the the, I forget his name off the top of my head. What's is his it name? Caleb? Caleb. To the sea. Caleb. So I thought the whole situation with Caleb was really creepy Mm -hmm. um it's obvious in the like in the context of the movie that he's kind of coming of age yeah and has a lot of questions (laughs) on his mind about a lot of things uh uh, not least of which is his sister's tits um (laughs) i I mean i'm just saying i i I mean okay i guess 
um if that's what your vibe is but sweet home alabama okay that's not okay all right i'm just that was that really freaked me out in fact when we were watching it me and tatiana were watching it i actually uh got a notification on my phone and so i was looking at it and tatiana was like devin he like totally was just looking at her tits i'm like that's her brother and she's like be that as it may, he was looking at her tits. I'm like, no, nah, you gotta have read that wrong. And then later on, it showed the scene where they were like, kind of at the lake or whatever. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's a little perv. <laughs> um, but so here's the thing, is I don't know if you guys noticed this. It's a little distinction that I thought was really cool. Uh, Tatiana actually pointed it out to me, and that was um after Caleb, uh, you know, had his incident where he came back and he was like, um, you know, sick. And they were accusing old girl of being a witch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he coughed up, he coughed up an apple with a bite out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, of course, the apple in Judeo Christianity represents knowledge. And so, what I think that meant is that he actually through that witch who kissed him uh, when he came to her like little cave or hovel or whatever. I think that what it's saying is that he actually one of the things that killed him was that he obtained carnal knowledge. Mm. And that mm. carnal knowledge is one of the things that damned him because in a lot of Christian sects, of course, um, the, the more hardcore ones, um, having carnal knowledge before marriage is actually a damnable sin. Mm. And so I think that's what happened was he got carnal knowledge and um, he was basically killed for it. And he, it was represented by the apple. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Which I thought was a really cool touch. I think um, so too. I do not know what he was talking about though. Like when he had that little monologue, um, I have no idea. I had uh, the subtitles on, and he was basically praying the whole time. He was saying, "My sweet Lord, uh, uh, kiss me, have your love drawn upon me, uh, and then bring me to your lap." Is what he says right before he plops back down and stops breathing and that's when i think that's when the mom kind of snaps uh that like leads into another scary scene um where kate or Catherine, the mom she's like uh, after caleb dies um the two creepy ass twins are making fun of uh caleb um and then thomason is like trying to go towards her her brother who i guess she's kind of creeping on i i kind of got that vibe from that scene they kind of had feelings for each other and the mom was like, don't you back, get away from him. Um, so I think um, just to back up a little bit, the two twins, um, when this was taking place, like I said at the very beginning, um, the witch trials in England were at their very peak around, I think I wrote it down, it was like 1580 or 1590 something to 1630. The American witch trials had not started yet, which happened in 1692 to 1693 so it's kind of right there the hysteria and um the violence towards uh people trying to find out who a witch was was kind of at its very peak uh overseas and they are puritans so that means they were from england probably went to dutch or or what was what's dutch the netherlands so then they were in the netherlands and then the netherlands was like hey y'all need to get out of here you're getting crazy so then they made it to america um so that's probably, I think, uh, and uh, so they're at the height of the witch hysteria. And also with the witch trials, there are certain things. I didn't look them up. I should, probably should have where it's like if you tie a rock to you and you go to the bottom, if you come back up, you're a witch. But if not, 
I mean, I guess you weren't a witch, but you're kind of dead. <laughs> she weighs more than a duck. <laughs> Monty Python. Um, do you guys actually know the history of kind of like what happened with the witch trials and why they happen? Um, Not quite. I'll give you the short version. Um, give us the short. It version. started in it started in Europe, as Nick just outlined. And um, there was a little bit of stirring for a while over it, but when it really got kicked off, actually, was with King James. Mm -hmm. Um, King James, of Of course, was the one who compiled the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, What happened was he was actually very interested in the occult, and he was very knowledgeable about it. And one day, uh, like a fortune teller or uh, somebody who could divine the future told him that his wife was going to die. And so she was on a ship, and she died. And so I believe King James had that person executed. Hmm. But after that, he basically decided that all of that stuff was evil. So he wrote a book called Demonology. And what it is, is it's a manual for why witches are evil and why they exist. So that was kind of the first step. He supported the burning of witches. He supported all of that in Europe. Then uh, two guys, um, Kramer and somebody else, wrote a book called they were priests and they wrote a book called the maleficus uh maleficus maleficarum i believe it's the witch hammer Mm. and it's a manual on how to persecute witches how to find them how to figure out that they're witches how to torture the answers out of them it is a very very brutal book and that book took like took it to an entirely different level um and um springer springer and kramer wrote uh the maleficarum and so uh what happens is you have this widespread persecution it becomes a full-blown hysteria and then later on it extends to america and you get things like salem thousands of people were killed during the witch trials and while some occultists speculate that some of them might have been what we would consider practicing witches for the most part they were innocent people Hmm. And uh, there's other aspects of it, too, that are very interesting. For example, the um, almost nobody, once they were put on trial, almost nobody got out of it alive, although some did, very few. And uh, they were overwhelmingly female. And the idea is that a lot of it was because once somebody got brought in for being a witch, they were basically not human. So you could do whatever. Mm. So people would bring in, you know, the neighborhood pretty girl and suddenly – she was an object to be tossed around because she was going to be dead anyway. So um, a lot of sexual, uh, a lot of rape and things of that nature. Mm. And then um, not only that, but the methods of determining how somebody was a witch. So you could determine it by if they had a birthmark, that made you a witch. If you were born at a bad time, then you were a witch. If you had a physical defect, like a hair lip or something like that, then you were a witch. Mm. And so... um, it was a very, very vicious time, especially to be a female, because what you had was a lot of cases that were later historically proven mm-hmm. that, like, um, a woman suspected her husband of having an affair with a woman, so she would call her a witch. The woman would be executed. And it turns out a lot of times that that wasn't true. It was just something she suspected. But even the guy would be like, yeah, she bewitched me. She cast the sign of Satan mm-hmm. and fucking, you know, all that good stuff. And so people under torture made up all this stuff. And so the reason this is relevant to this conversation is because the witch was actually based on a lot of those accounts that were given under torture. Mm -hmm. 
And so the idea of having satanic vigils in the middle of the night where they were all naked and covered in blood is a very, very common piece of imagery from old school witch hunts. Um, the idea of Satan using, uh, like coming in different forms and basically being a familiar is, is, so is something from those times. It's very, you know, a part of it. And so it's just, um, it really plays to all those notes. And then lastly, but not leastly, was the suspicion of the other. So you'll notice something about Thomason mm. in the movie, and that is that she looks like nobody else. She is yeah, blonde, blonde and everybody else dark hair. Yeah. She's pretty and everybody else is very plain. Um, she is, I mean, like, honestly, it's yeah. just, it's true. And so even at the end, when her mom was, you know, basically trying to kill her at this point, and she called her, you know, a proud whore, the, the suspicion of the other was a very alive and well. And all it needed was something to strike the fuse essentially but it was kind of always there mm. and um that's what always sparks these kind of things um of course the witch hysteria later on in history uh got extended into um the third reich and the hysteria when it comes to uh jewish people from hitler's third reich the regime and then um, that was a type of hysteria. And then in America, after that, we actually had communist hysteria mm-hmm. where people were getting accused of being communist. And then I also believe that is something also that happened a lot with Islamic terrorism mm-hmm. and the idea that anybody could be a terrorist, um, although not to the extent of communism or um, the, the hysteria when it came to Jewish people. So uh, it's a pretty natural human instinct to get caught up in that kind of stuff. And I think we're even seeing it today. Yeah. I think a form of hysteria is happening with Republicans, especially, um, and the idea of like everybody who's a liberal is a you know a communist or a socialist or something like that. And liberals do it too. Um, they're not exempt from this conversation. But um, anyway, I'm sorry. I know that was long-winded. No, that's fine. But that I was going to build upon that and say that another thing um, that we usually forget about in America is while. Um, Hitler had his uh, Jew, uh, he was uh, making the hysteria about the Jews. We, at the exact same time, had internment camps for anyone Asian looking because of what the Japanese did to us. We always forget that we showed them in California. Mm-hmm. After Pearl Harbor. Um, and they put them in labor camps. Another thing that a lot of people like to forget um, is that Hitler got his inspiration from what we did to black people in the Jim Crow era which there was another hysteria for black people, uh, you know, uh, especially when it comes to uh, drugs. I was, uh, okay, not to shout out Bailey Sarian, but I was, <laughs> I'm obsessed with her, but we were, we were listening to um, her Dark History podcast and she talked about crack cocaine, the difference between powder cocaine and crack cocaine and how crack cocaine uh, seems to be, it's the exact same drug, basically, molecularly. It's about the same thing. It's just one lasts longer than the other one um but one gives you a harder sentence and which one do you think uh do you think the powder cocaine or do you think the crack cocaine in the form of rock went to lower income black neighborhoods it was mostly the crack cocaine so they were putting down harder sentences for black people basically um we also had uh voter hysteria that just came out um which came into the form of a, a digital witch hunt 
with all of these uh, recounts and uh, uh, which even proved more that uh, Biden had more votes in some states. Um, and now it's coming back to bite everyone in the butt, both both sides. Um, I think my, uh, have you guys read either either read the play or watched the movie of The Crucible, the 1953 Arthur Miller play? Okay, I had to watch it and read it for school, and it is exactly about um, the Salem witch trials, and it it it, it kind of like it also brought in racism. It was 1953, so these girls um, are out there playing with a dead chicken, um, pretending to be witches, pretending to be witches, and what their black servant comes out, Tituba. And she starts playing and starts like dancing, um, and then they get caught. They get caught being naked and pretending to be witches, and they shove it off all on Tituba. So, uh, and then it goes down to and the thing you were talking about carnal knowledge. Uh, the main guy had had carnal knowledge with this fifteen-year-old girl, and he's like thirty or forty something. So that came back to bite him in the ass too. Uh, it was really fantastic. I forget who plays him in the movie, but it was really good. Um, I think that since we're talking about like time periods and stuff, um, did you guys have a difficult time understanding their early English or their early modern English? The way it was spoken a little bit, only because they spoke really fast. I like the words that they were saying weren't unfamiliar to me and the sentences made sense, but I had to turn the captions on because they were talking quite quickly mm. and it was a little bit difficult to tell what they were saying. But I mean, to be honest, they all kind of just had Northern English accents that were just not, they weren't even very thick accents. They were just talking pretty fast. And so that's, I think the thing that was um, difficult, but one of the great things about this Robert Eggers, um, He's just he's very interested in the dialects of how people speak um, in in a certain ages. And so if you watch this film, it's it's very it's very accurate to how they spoke at the time. And even he mentions that at the end of the film with like that title card or that, you know, mm -hmm. end card that says like the the way they spoke is taken from um, the dialect of the time. And he does the same thing in The Lighthouse, which I think we mentioned in the last episode um, where it's I think it's in the or mid 1900s if not 1800s i'm not quite sure i think it's the early 1900s or something but it's still kind of older english that they would have spoken back in the day and it's very it's like semen not semen but you know they're oh. men of the sea <laughs> oh <laughs> you know s that kind of podcast <laughs> um and so you know they're they have a way of speaking that's just different from you know most land folk uh mm. and it's very interesting but i he sort of had a problem with it, but not really. I had to put the captions on though, but I understood what the sentence, I understood what they were saying. It was just mm -hmm. like, like the structure of what they were saying made sense. It's just how they were saying it was a little hard to follow sometimes. I think that's why you and I probably stopped it the first time. So um, I don't know if we mentioned in the podcast already yet, but Noah and I uh, were roommates at one point and they were roommates. We were roommates and we watched the Vivich uh, in, I think it was probably right at the, just after it came out um mm -hmm. and been. we actually turned it off right at the very apex of the movie didn't realize that there was we like... really did because <laughs> i was re-watching it and i was like wait i feel like i re remember a lot of this like yeah when the father gets stabbed by the goat at the mm -hmm. end 
I was like, I remember this. And then anything after that, I was not clued into. I'm pretty sure that's where we shut it off, which was like I 15 think, minutes before the end. Yeah, I think we were like, and man, this, like, this is getting real weird. <laughs> I don't know. And it's we, like, yeah. I guess Little we did you know, just a few years later, <laughs> we'd be watching exactly. it again. <laughs> but, yeah, the, I don't um, know. I, I want to give a note on the language, mm-hmm. um, and that is simply that I found it a little hard to understand, too. I had the captions on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I got a little bit easier because I read a lot of old English texts okay. um, for my occult research. Do you but... read old English or do you read <laughs> early modern? Do you actually know old English? Like, can I speak it? No. Oh, I mean, I can I can read it. I can work my way through it. No problem. Interesting. Interesting. That's because I read a lot of old stuff. Like, I only because I, I know the. I, I like reading mm-hmm. text. I like reading text from just is an interesting point. Something that anybody, any of our listeners can do if they want to go to archive.org. Look up a subject that you like. For me, it's usually demonology, um, but it can be anything. And they will have PDFs of text going back to the 17, 1800s. And so I love pulling those old texts because if you pull new text, then um, their viewpoints are um, changed by advances in science and advances in knowledge. But back then they didn't have those advances. Mm. And even if you find a modern version of an old book, you'll find that a lot of times they'll go in and change stuff to update it. And I like the untouched, unupdated stuff Mm. so I can think how they thought Mm. back in the day. Mm. Anyway, please continue. I forgot what I was going to say, but I was, um, I am a, a big fan of language. Um, I actually don't like early modern English. If I was going to listen to one, I would prefer it to have been probably old English. Cause that sounds more, I think that sounds more Nordic. And if I remember right, old English came about, was it when the Saxons came around? I don't remember. It was whenever I think, uh, one of the Germanic tribes took over England for a little bit and they kind of incorporated the Nordic language with, uh, English and it kind of made that uh, that breathy sort of Gaelic sounding language. Would you know, Devin? I would not. Oh, you're you're the subject matter expert. <laughs> Should have yeah, been. So I'm <laughs> counting on you. <laughs> um, one thing that I noticed throughout the film, well, two things that I wanted to touch on. The first, briefly, is that the only people we see die from um supernatural i suppose causes are men so the the because the, the son sam gets stolen and killed by the witch the caleb gets killed um by the witch mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean they're all get killed by the witch let's be honest well no because then uh because then the father dies um via satan goat. in goat form yeah and uh and then it's kind of ambiguous what happens to the twins i don't quite know exactly what happens to them i don't think it says or shows exactly i googled it it's theorized that they were abducted Hmm. okay that would make sense other than that it never the movie never says it the only people the only individuals who we know are actually deceased by the hands of the supernatural beings are men because in the end the mom does die but only because the uh the daughter kills her her in self-defense um and I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't know what kind of meaning that might have, but I just noticed that um, that the only individuals who were killed in that sense were men. It's really reminiscent of Hereditary, yeah, where only women got decapitated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come to think of it, did we bring it up in that episode? But isn't like only women got decapitated? But it could be because Payman just doesn't like women. 
Because he needed to take think a, about it. He needed to take over a male. Well, I think I think the idea was that he it describes him have of having a feminine uh, fa- facial features. That's right, you mentioned that, and so that's probably the reason. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a little bit reminiscent of that. Um, I hadn't noticed that when I watched the movie, but yeah, I mean that's one hundred percent true. Although I do find it interesting that, and I don't know why. Maybe you guys can have some context on this, but Satan came first to the mother and said, like, uh, came in the form of, of course, Caleb and the little boy, yes. uh, Samuel, was it? Yeah, Sam. Um, came oh, in that yeah. form. And then, um, first of all, that was one of the creepiest scenes. Gave, the a, movie, gave that up. vision of her, of her kids. Of her that kids. And so she doesn't even question it. She's just like, I, they're here. We buried him earlier, but apparently he's here. No, you know, even no dirt on him. Little baby Samuel's um, hungry. But, uh, yeah, and so then it shows it's, it flashes to, like, real life and what's actually happening, and it's a crow pecking at her, um, and which is also reminiscent of another movie, which is The Lighthouse. Um, yeah, I was about to but, bring that up because you, you talked about how that one was um, of another play, right? It was uh, – Like Greek mythology. Yeah. It's Prometheus. Not Prometheus. Prometheus. Sorry, Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus. Um, so, but the thing about it is is that Satan – it, like she didn't die you know what mm-hmm. i mean she she had a vision but the vision didn't really turn th- into anything you know if i'm not mistaken i think the crow pecking at her was also a vision i don't mm. think that her sitting in the chair and being pecked at well, by the crow was real well when she because woke up she woke, she woke, up, up, in she woke up with blood all over her yeah, she had blood it, was on just, it was just a little blood on her shirt i feel like it would have been a lot more bloody and gory i think maybe something happened to her while she was sleeping and she didn't something happened but i don't mm. think that's the impression i got because i mean just from a filmmaking standpoint it was like the same lighting as the vision and everything kind of looked the same so i'm not quite sure what that meant and then she was back in the bed when yeah. she woke up and so i kind of assumed that that she was that that whole thing that's the whole thing just didn't happen outstanding well, so uh guys before we get into the rest of the episode i actually want to ask uh do you guys at your jobs do you do any team events Unfortunately, I don't get to do a whole lot of events. We just have a lot of meetings and a lot of phone calls throughout the company. We actually, okay. at my place of work, we actually do have a lot of events because uh, I don't want to disclose my place of work, but it is a, a bigger company. And uh, there are a lot of events that go on within the company and everyone from around gets together and has a lot of fun, honestly. And they're, they're pretty great. Some of them are pretty great. And we actually have one coming up on soon that I'm going to go to with them my sister who I also work with. Yeah. Very cool. So um, the reason I asked that question is because our sponsor um, for this podcast is Fun Team Events, a company out of Atlanta, which is also where you could find Nick if you look in some of the nooks and crannies of that city. <laughs> um, Fun Team Events is awesome. for the uh, Specifically for the month of October, something that we wanted to talk about when it comes to them is actually the game of Drag Queen Bingo, which is uh, hosted by the wonderful Pollo Del Mar out of San Francisco. It's a very famous uh, kind of barroom game, and it's done completely virtually. It's very convenient and fun. But Drag Queen Bingo isn't the only thing these guys offer. They also offer trivia. They also offer match game, a game called Office Olympics. And the best part is you can theme them all according to whatever time of year it is. So... There are actually Halloween events happening at this time. So make sure to go check out Fun Team Events. They're wonderful. Use the website, www.funteamevents.com slash podcast. 
for 10% off of your event purchase. So make sure to go to the website and check it out and uh, tell them that Macabre Masters sent you. Now, back to the podcast. That's the impression well, I got, but I don't know how I, what the purpose of that scene was or whether what I think the I think that's was. valid, but I do have mm. one going back on it. And that is that when that happened with her and then later on when Thomason met Satan, they both got the same offer. Okay? Sign the book mm. and mm-hmm. I will make whatever you want reality. So mm-hmm. if she just dreamed it, this highly, highly, highly unlikely that she would dream of the exact offer that Satan would later make to Thomason. That's mm-hmm. true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I so, wonder why she didn't take the offer. Or did she? never said t- whether she takes the offer. No. Yeah, it's just all he says is, here's a book or like, look at the book in front of you. And then it just flashes to the next scene. Hmm. hmm. I think the implication is that she does, though. But the mother oh, that she takes it up. Yeah, because like, um, I mean, why else would she sit there and have a crow gnawing away at her? You know what I mean? But then also, that's an interesting thing too, because then that implies it. Just assuming that that vision was, you know, it was real. Satan brought it, made it a vision. Then that implies actually, like, the movie never gives a true angle on Satan because we're looking at it from the viewpoint of these Puritans. But the movie, like, so hereditary. I think makes a very clear statement on demonology and demons. Mm -hmm. This movie, in my opinion, doesn't make a clear statement on Satan. However, with that said, I will say one thing. Assuming that everything that happened to her was true. She saw the kids. It was a vision. Satan made her an offer. She took the offer. And we saw the manifestation, which was a crow. Okay? That means that Satan is a liar. It means that Satan could not fulfill his promise to her. And that's why he had to use a vision to make it reality. And he had to use some other object as a stand-in. And not only that, but I mean, just think about Thomason's offer. Do you want a new dress? Do you want gold? Do you want to travel the world? And I mean, really, all she did that we ever saw was go get naked and go out into the woods and float in the air. So, I mean, if that counts as what is living deliciously, then I guess. But... (laughs) So I think it kind of portrays Satan as a liar, as a um, as a mm. uh, kind of king of deception. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, what do you guys think? Does that make sense? I think so. I think because um, throughout, you know, I was raised Christian, uh, specifically Baptist, which I've said on Lorecast before, um, and I still am Christian, um, more towards modern-day Catholicism under Pope Francis. Uh, let me put that out there. Um, I... I was always taught that Satan slash Lucifer, um, same person in the Judeo-Christian sense, Lucifer was um, God's favorite angel, the bringer of light, and was the only one, uh, was one of very few angels to have uh, free will. So um, when, and Satan is the serpent manifestation uh, in the Garden of Eden. So uh, Lucifer is the angel version of Satan in the Judeo-Christian sense. And when you go into the, uh, the garden of Eden story, um, he is the great deceiver. He's the one who, um, kind of convinced Eve, um, and then made sin by Adam. Everyone likes to think that by the way, any little tangent, people always say if Eve hadn't eaten the apple, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have these problems. It didn't become sin until Adam, Adam 
took the bite. Also, Adam was there. If you read the context of the, of the Bible, Adam was right there next whoa, to her. Whoa, just whoa, 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 no. What? Original sin, original sin was from when Eve ate it. And then Adam also shared in it. And so they both got it. But Eve started it. This Look, this is the reason for untold crimes against women throughout history. Original sin, okay? This is something to debate over. And maybe now is not mm. the time. But um, uh, it's why would it just be a sin? So why would it not count? Like uh, like Eve didn't get the knowledge when she bit the apple and only Adam did? Like, I mean, come on, well, bro. She that's, did, but, that's, but God didn't come into the, to the, to the garden and say, well, Eve, why'd you do that? It was only after Adam was sitting there chilling, going, "Yeah, well, this can happen." And then when he, he also did told it, them not to eat it, and she didn't do it, and she dis- she disobeyed that that order. Mm, he told I both mean, of them. I mean, maybe to. God was watching. Maybe he was trying to finish an episode of Mad Men. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> nah. He had to see um, the end credit scene at the end of the d- Marvel movie he was watching. Oh my, he did. Thanos he he had to know why why people have been freaking out about the end of venom and carnage okay like he he had to know and then adam ate he was like he's like okay eve i got you you're on notice and so like then adam ate it too and he was like mother fucker i gotta go down there the whole the whole of humanity has done has done goofed i gotta regulate Uh. um so um but that's uh definitely now i will say this to all of our listeners Mm. is that i endlessly respect nick's knowledge nick knows what he's talking about um, we might just know different things. So this is a debate for another time. Hmm. But do please uh, can please continue your thought. I apologize for interrupting so rudely. I absolutely forgot what I was talking about. Something about Lucifer. Oh, yeah. So Lucifer slash Satan in the Judeo-Christian sense is the ultimate deceiver. Um, even if you go into the, um, so the New Testament, you have where the Satan himself tries to uh, tempt God or Jesus. He tries to, he takes Jesus out of the wilderness and he has Jesus, the Jesus trials, but you know, Jesus is like, nah, nah, fam. No, thank you. You can't give me nothing that I don't already have sort of thing. Um, up until the point where, um, this is where the hysteria, I think, I think it's come back full circle to hysteria of the end times. For some reason, these, uh, the QAnon, the QAnon people really like um, to think that this vaccine right now is like uh, the end times. They think that we're just being deceived by the devil and it is the mark of the beast and uh, the Antichrist is someone totally different. <laughs> if you watch the video, Devin, <laughs> it's all over uh. TikTok. People are like, the end times are here. The great deceiver is back. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I think throughout Christianity, um, I'm not sure about Judaism because I know the Bibles are a little bit different. Um, Satan slash Lucifer is always portrayed as kind of uh, he's the well-known adversary. He's the enemy. So I think that I mean, even in mm-hmm. you, I was going to back it up, like even in the context of the film, like they mentioned that a lot, you know especially in the conversation that Caleb and uh, the father have in the, in the woods, you know, he's like Mm. trying to get him. He's like testing his knowledge. Um, So like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right about how like Um, they definitely, especially back in the time they did. I mean, I think all throughout, you know, religious history, they kind of view or at least Christianity history. They they view Satan or 
Satan as the enemy. Hmm. Um, one thing that I noticed, and I'm trying to find a way to put it, was how their belief was the framework for what they saw and like how they acted. You know, like kind of like confirmation bias. Yeah, almost because like if you think about the time and whatnot, especially I mean, obviously the whole witch thing, but not even that, like they they wouldn't have thought it was like, well, because science at the time didn't couldn't have explained much, you know, so they don't have that much. They don't mm-hmm. have that as a backing, really, because medicine hadn't really progressed super far at that point. And so the only kind of like lens they see the world yeah. through is is through their religion. And so they kind of they assume that it's witchcraft and and Satan, you know, and mm-hmm. and it's just interesting how that kind of how what they what they believe plays a huge role in how they view what's going on. Um, and they start pointing fingers and stuff. And yeah, I don't know if that would have even happened if they weren't religious and the whole religious theme was very very heavy throughout the movie it was like mm. the thing that drove them especially mm. the father because he was very pious i suppose you could say and well, um if, if i wondered i wondered two yeah. things the two things are like honestly uh the first one piggybacking off noah because that's genius mm. that didn't even occur to me the framing device that the family themselves had yeah. And so one wonders if it was actually Satan, because, I mean, it's not even really confirmed that it's Satan. Almost nothing's confirmed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he could, I mean, any being can say that they're Satan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He didn't even I say, say he was right Satan. Now. Okay, I'm Satan, guys. It wasn't even mentioned. He didn't even <laughs> say that he was Satan. They just say Black Philip, and then at the very end, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. It's I think assumed. it's more implied, because he, like, he like a, sends illusions, yeah, he makes assumed. deals. Yeah. It's implied that he's Satan, but it's never said that he's Satan. So we mm-hmm. don't even never know if it blank. is Satan. Yeah, necessarily it's just we, the only right. reason we think it's satan is because the the protagonists think it's satan mm-hmm. so the thing is the thing that makes it interesting is the um yes it would would it been if they would have been a slightly less religious family and so the here's what we know for a fact the the things that we know for a fact are very few in this movie but one thing we know for a fact is that there is a group of women out in the woods that practice some form of witchcraft Oh, That's yeah. all we know for a fact. So, with that said, the um, would their perception of the events, like you said, be changed if they weren't so highly religious? But I counter that with another thought as well that actually piggybacks off of it. How much of the movie would have happened if there was no Coven of Witches and there was no Black Phillip? Because the answer, I think, is the majority of it. Um, I think that the supernatural element almost mm. played a negligible role in the entire thing. You're right. It was mostly psychological. It was mostly based on their own fear. They were jumping at their own shadows. Mm-hmm. And it just so fucking happened that they were correct mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way. And, yeah. and then at the end, they were completely wrong. But yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had something similar to that. I think I got it out. I don't quite remember the exact thought I had while I was watching the movie. But it's. I think. I think it was something along those lines is like, the only reason they start attacking one another and start being afraid of one another is because they assume there's something going on. But in reality, there could there might not have been. There could have been a scientific. There could have been a wolf. Hmm. It could have been a wolf. She was just joking around with the daughter, you know, with the or with the little twins and yeah. saying that she was a witch, even though she was way too serious about it. She she committed to the bit too much. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't think I think a good majority of the film would have still occurred had they not uh had it not actually been supernatural at all. And I think that almost would have been a more interesting um film to 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 explore is like what happens when you know people just start assuming the worst and you know seeing the world through the lens of what they believe you know at a core level and i think that's just very i don't know it it kind of it's kind of sad almost you know how how sometimes when you get so invested in an ideal and and a belief system that it can kind of um taint the way you see people you know yeah but i think i got two things on that one as well so first and foremost a fantastic example of this uh that what you're talking about is right after caleb dies and it's like the next morning after um and what happens is um the twins so one of the one of the witch tests i was looking at actually is you can't say prayer you can't recite scripture so that kind of like led them to be like okay something's weird with them but then the two twins were blaming thomason and then after caleb dies and he's there cold on the table the twins are like passed out and being real creepy again and they start passing the blame around and they're like so the twins said you are a witch you said that uh you told them that you were the witch and then um thomason runs outside and her dad runs out too and this is after they're talking about uh kind of putting her into servitude and um, she kind of strikes back and she's like, oh, well, the, was it not true that you are going to put me into uh, servitude? Was it not true that you took the cup and then waited till the last minute? And then she snaps back and says, well, the twins, they're out here acting all weird. And then the father turns from the anger of Thomason straight to the twins. And then he starts uh, after the twins are starting to act up and the and Catherine's like, stop being crazy he like gets onto her he's he's he jumps around quite a bit i think he has the biggest bit of confirmation bias uh in the whole movie is the father um um and also my second thing is that so the puritans and separatists are kind of the same thing so <laughs> this is going to sound really weird i did an episode on lorecast about it and john tron talked about it and i kind of went in deep with, with that is that the pilgrims wanted to get away from religious persecution to persecute others. So the Puritans were separatists. And what that meant was they wanted to purify the church. They did not, um, they didn't like uh, the way the church was going. So they were excommunicating those who didn't quite align with them. And I think that's kind of what happens at the very beginning of the movie is the Mm. other Puritans thought that, yo, you guys are the stains. So we're going to excommunicate you out into the day's journey out into the woods so Mm. i think and if um they're kind of separating because and something that happened is right now sarah and i since she is catholic we are going through catholic um marriage prep so that you know they don't want to make sure you they don't like divorce in the church so one of the things that they talk about and i'm this is a little bit of a tangent but and it's it's portrayed very well in the movie is that the home is kind of like a mini church um you know Mm. the father represents jesus the mother represents the church the love that they share is kind of like what a husband does for a wife is what jesus does for the church and we together are to raise our children in the ways of the church so the puritans are kind of doing that but they're also 
a step above, you know, a little bit crazier. So I think it does, like you were saying, it does really very much put those uh, religious values kind of forward, very forward in the whole movie. Um, so yeah, I also do believe that most of the movie would have probably happened um, without the religion, even if uh, Satan was not the the bad guy in this movie. If if we had had the beginning cut off where a wolf actually did take the baby, they probably would have assumed um, that that the devil, there's a witch out there. Which, by the way, can we talk about how hot that witch is? <laughs> I know, right? That was weird. It was I'm so like, weird. Damn, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I I was I was looking at it and I was like I I thought I recognized the actress. I was like, oh, I guess not. But I was gonna I was gonna put in the chat i was gonna be like yo she's she's she way too hot to be a witch <laughs> well she's not whenever she's marching on uh the yeah, flora you kind of have like a goat. you kind of have a uh kind of have a callback to the the shining with a beautiful woman who lures a innocent well not innocent <laughs> but a, a soul in and then turns out to be a creepy old lady uh Oh yeah, no. I still think I still think he was I still think he was innocent at that time. Innocence. He was obviously curious. Oh well, I was saying not innocent is. about Jack Torrance, but because oh. he's not innocent, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just okay. saying about the I, similarities. I was gonna say how they're like, similar. Innocence, kind of. We were talking about original sin earlier. I didn't even think about this. They were talking about original sin in the movie, and with the baby dying. With the baby yeah. dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There is a belief within Christianity, there is something called the age of accountability, where you start to know what's right and wrong, usually around the age of like five, six, where you start to have your cognizant memories. Um, is that what you call it? Cogn- where you have your memories and you know the difference between what is right and what is wrong on the big scale. I mean, there's some things that are gray, but th- when you generally know when, when things are right and what is wrong, like killing someone's bad, petting dogs is good. That's when you're at the age of accountability, and there's a belief within the Christian church that if you die between those times, um, you were not accountable for the original sin that was put upon you. And even within the Catholic Church, I think we talked about this in Lorecast uh, when we did Lorecast Religion for Christianity, Catholics and a lot of other uh, denominations, they do baby baptisms, Mm -hmm. which is where that kind of washes you off of that original sin uh, through the act of the church. And then you go through confirmation, which means you want to stay. Uh, Baptists do it later in life. You have to go through, uh, you go through confirmation first, then you get baptized. Um, so that was that another might, uh, thing. That yeah. might be later Christianity, but early Christianity, a baby babies went to hell. Hmm. Stillborn babies, and then sometimes they would try to soften the blow and say limbo, but still, like if you were an early Christian. And your baby died. You got no love from the church, and I, I still to think, this day think it is the most messed up viewpoint in his in in recorded history. It's one of them. Um, I think they even mentioned that in the movie. I think like they, towards yeah, the like end, like praying the for dad's Samuel. the dad's trying to like n- not answer the question. He's trying to like when when they originally talk about it in the woods, but then in the end, he's like, yeah, no, like Sam's in hell. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. But I mean, that was when the kid was possessed, so I don't think he was even aware of what was going on. <laughs> also, can we take a moment to appreciate the kid, the, yeah, K- Caleb, the Caleb actor? Dude, yeah. he was great. He did an incredible job. 
Like that really whole good. end scene when he was like all possessed. And oh my God, that was the most terrifying thing I'd seen that was in the terrifying. entire movie. It was so creepy. And he sold it 100%. And I just, that was really, really good. I think so, that entire scene. I, I, I think another very thing, unsettling. like, it, it was, it was very unsettling. Like, I, I was creeped out by it. I was watching with Tatiana. I was like, what am I even watching right now? Um, <laughs> I texted you thing, guys, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, so that was that scene when you texted. Okay. That yeah, makes I sense. think so. Um, the uh or shortly thereafter i kind of got the feeling and i don't know if i was alone on this but i kind of got the feeling that the reason that the dad that the dad was so quick to believe thomason when she denied allegations of witchcraft Mm -hmm. is i pretty much think both the guys were attracted to her i think so and And it's kind of implied by the mom she was like you seduced your brother caleb and your father next so i guess she kind of saw Whenever um, the dad was so quick to admit to the cup, although it was way too late, he's like he admitted to the cup. He stuck up for Thomason, uh, ran outside to comfort his daughter instead of the wife, who's you know grieving, just lost her uh, lost her kid. So I guess at the at the end, the mom was like, "Well, I see the way your father is um, kind of choosing you over me. So I think that you're you were gonna tempt him next after you tempted and killed Caleb." And, I gotta um, be oh, and the, the sorry, part where she apologized for being frumpy or whatever when she apologized for f- kind of like just like being a I don't a, know a, a, shrew, a shrew I believe she a said. shrew that's the word thank yeah. you um but what were you gonna say Noah I I disagree I didn't think that I I to be honest I don't think I didn't see any sort of attraction from the father to the daughter I didn't catch on mm. to that at all. I also didn't catch on to the daughter being attracted to either of them. I didn't. I think the only thing that was made very clear was the son just kind of <laughs> not attracted, but you know, he was just kind of like he's thinking about those things, and the only girl around is his older sister, which is creepy. But you know, he kind of got his kicks with the the hot witch. So like, I guess it all I worked out at, in the end. At least according to the Pope theory. Um, but the uh, I mean, it's never explicitly said, um, but. Like I said, nothing in that movie is basically explicitly said. Not really. Um, I don't, Besides yeah, their I, faith. I, I would, yeah, seriously. I would have to agree that I don't, I don't, I didn't get the read, because I know, I know Nick mentioned it earlier, but I didn't really get the read that she was reciprocating, hmm. you know? Um, I think that she actually kind of just saw him as a little brother, and that's why she was, she was being sweet to him. She yeah. was being nice. But I do want to point out, actually, um, I want to point out something in the movie. We talked about it briefly earlier. But um, I think – so if you're a smart person, there's a few things that you do not do. For example, you do not go on an airplane and yell, I have a bomb. Uh, you do not go into the ocean and yell, shark. Hmm. You do not go into uh, a Mighty Ducks game and yell, the L.A. Kings. Um, don't do it. It's a bad idea. You don't go up to two Puritan kids and say you're the witch of the woods. Okay, mm-hmm. you just don't do it. <laughs> and All then right? tell them exactly how you became a witch and yeah. uh, uh, proceed to have a I very in-depth story insane. about it. And I was like, dude, when she said that, I turned to Tatiana and I literally was like, this makes no <laughs> sense. Because in that context, if you were in that place, there's basically no way that can end well. Yeah. Um, these guys are oh, hardcore, okay. fanatical, religious people. And, and that was just so incredibly stupid and um 
there's a million better ways to scare them. I mean, but and you guys are right. She went way too far with it too. I mean, she was. But maybe the implication is once again, it's never really said. Maybe the implication was that she was a witch of sorts. Yeah, at the very end, it's kind of explicit whether you think it's a vision or not. Because if we go by the theory that maybe there was no devil the whole time, but at the very end, she is explicitly a witch, and it harkens back to like I was saying, the Crucible, where they're. Oh, it, that harkens back to hereditary nudity and demon worship. Because these witches are now, out here like spasming with their boobs and, flopping everywhere, and lo- like losing so, a, a, a child is something I noticed. I was like, "Wow, this yeah, is just uh, lots of lost children, children in in these A twenty four horror movies." I think, I mean, not that that's funny, but it's just like I think to kind of bring it home. I think I would definitely compare this movie to the uh, Hereditary. In fact, when you type in Hereditary, usually the witch is kind of like a few search searches down i think this one kind of like maybe piqued some people's interest into demonology but i think uh hereditary did it more it's gonna sound weird but i think it did it more tastefully um i think it gave it a little more research it did more research yeah but just more more research and it wasn't straight up lucifer slash satan it was someone different and it kind of was like ooh, who is king payman Hmm. And then that got people into probably like researching more. And um, and I think like even it got me to notice some things like I said, I would sprinkle in demonology in this episode a little bit. I did not realize that at first I, I kind of knew that Lucifer and Satan were the same when I was, you know, talking about Christianity. But then I was looking and I was like, oh, Lucifer is the emperor of hell in, you know, in the hierarchy of demons and Satan is next. I didn't realize that they're not the same person within uh, demonology um, I did also did not know that um, how cool Leviathan actually sounds and I am at this point I'm kind of convinced that there is a Leviathan in the earth there's like a gigantic there's like gigantic sea pockets that we can't get down into we know more about space than we know about the ocean did not know that Beelzebub is a nasty ass fly because <laughs> they, they in Christianity Beelzebub is also the devil same thing with i yes think asmodeus that's that's more like that's syrian isn't it it's kind of interesting it's almost like they took the it's like they took the highest ranking Mm -hmm. demons and just combined them kind of put them all as the the devil um then they but also there's also the huge possibility that demonologists actually ripped off christianity and uh put these names to them because i mean christianity goes back three thousand years the earliest like normal demonology stuff that I can find is seriously from the 1800s. Hmm. So I'm not 100% sure on who ripped off who. I do, um, but yeah, I mean that's interesting. I never really thought about it. Um, I will. Uh, so we're about to have to wrap this up. And Nick, I'm gonna of course, you know, that's your deal. But I did want to ask you guys one final question mm-hmm. about the movie. This is the most important question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten. How likely do you think it was that at the end when she was naked, she had a body double? That girl did not have a dump. She did not have a dump truck like that. I'm just saying she didn't. She didn't. The woman walking into the woods at the end had a straight fucking dump truck. <laughs> no way. No way. That was a body double. It had to have been. Like Lena Noah, Haiti. way in. I would assume it was probably a body double. 
not because of the physical features just i don't even know if that actor would have i'm not sure if she actress would have been cool with that because she i don't know i've seen her in other things and she doesn't do i haven't seen any nudity from her and well she wasn't that young was she she was i mean she, she was, was that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking at now 20 or so I, yeah. yeah i think she's, she's so it definitely wasn't a situation like her as a kid or something yeah i don't know i i think i gotta be honest i don't think she, i don't i mean i don't know I, don't, I didn't think it was that much of a dump truck but that's just me uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude it just kind of looks like a normal butt but then again that's another thing too okay so what if it's a thematic thing Cause i think be well where she, she was dressed in puritan stuff and so you couldn't really see delicious. her shape. and then she right became del- i mean it's fully possible i don't know i think um, that i mean I if, we're, if we're being technical i think the uh, chest area might have been the least believable because I think it showed her towards the end, and it did that didn't look like her. She was in she, a corset the whole time. She didn't, oh, look, she's, she didn't look very well endowed in the chest area. She's my age. Not, she's twenty. She's twenty five. Not that that's a bad thing. So she, in twenty fifteen, how old was I? How many years ago? That was six years ago. I was nineteen. So she was nineteen in this movie, probably, either eighteen or nineteen. But if they filmed it. Maybe she might have been 17. She's born 96, April of 96. I turned 26 this year, so like she's technically a few months younger than me. So like, It's possible. So chances are it was a body double. Possibly she probably might have been 17, almost 18. That's what I'm I'm going with body double. I'm I'm telling you that girl did not. And the whole movie, like I I bought into it. Like, so as Mm -hmm. far as I was concerned, she was a young girl. And so I'm not pay, really paying attention to that stuff anyway. But I will say the movie directs your attention to it through the guy, through the boy. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm just saying, like, seriously, when she walked in the woods, I'm like, dude, there's no way. There is no way that is a body double. That is not her. Um, but uh, that's all right. Um, maybe I just wasn't ready for that jelly. Um, with that said. Hold on. Uh, can, Nick, before we wrap it up, can I ask a question real quick? Oh, sure. Of course. Did you guys think the movie was scary? No. No. After watching yeah. Hereditary, uh, I don't think anything <laughs> is probably going to scare me. There's going right? to Ari Aster is going to have to make another movie. Um, I hear Midsummer is creepy, but not as bad as Hereditary. So. Yeah, I, like the the thing that kind of upset me the most was the scene of him barfing the apple and being all possessed. But otherwise, yeah. it was not very. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like clenching my butt the whole time. I was just like. <laughs> clenched cheeks. I was just just chilling in bed watching it on my iPad and I was like, okay, this is all right. I think it was I don't have to pause like, this for any it's reason. Like to calm getting, down. So it, it's kind of like getting punched in the face. Like hereditary punches you in the face and then so it's kind of like every other horror movie kind of just tweaks your nose a little bit and you're just mm. like cut your nose. What? Uh, okay, okay. I will say that I did find it spooky. I didn't find yeah. it scary, but I thought that the atmosphere that they put together and like the way they executed it with the filming and everything else and the music and all that, I thought that was, was very yeah. well done. It was definitely and unsettling. It was definitely. I think that's it was the best unsettling term for it. to the max. Mm-hmm. But not but, like it wasn't. My, it wasn't scary. <laughs> the thing that I actually really appreciated about it was actually that um, the thing that a lot of horror movies do modern uh, in the modern day that's really bothersome is jump scares. Yeah. Um, there was no jump scares in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, and I actually read something about it online, and somebody pointed out something I actually never even noticed about movies, and that is when you're framing a character, 
if they're getting ready to scare you, a lot of the ways you know is because they keep it real tight. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can't see around them. But in this movie, almost all of the shots were actually very open. Yeah. So that you Everything could see what's going wide. on around them. There's a lot of medium and wide shots. The Actually, I, I forgot to mention that. That one scene where Thomason kills her mom and she tosses the body over. Like, I, it's, it's un... It's like unnecessarily well like framed where the house is from one end to the other end and she's just they're there. I was like, that's a really good shot. I, I wrote it down, but I forgot to talk about it. I don't think it scared me. I did find it slightly disturbing. Um, the context of so this is the I think in every single episode we've talked about child murder. I think in every single episode of Macabre Masters so far. I just realized that. So with the ring, hereditary, <sighs> Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, no scream, horror we movie did cliche, scream. We did, I don't think we talked about kid death, adult. Death. Oh well, no. Technically, everybody in that Teenager. movie was teenagers, <sighs> according to the story. There's oh my. child murder. So we, <laughs> in every single episode of Macabre Matches so far, we've talked about. We're gonna child have to get murder. one Mothman. So guys, what? just so you know, the next episode after this is gonna be Mothman. Um, Noah's gonna lead that episode. It's gonna be wonderful. I can't wait. <laughs> But uh, we're gonna—I'm gonna find a way to work child murder into that. One. I will make uh, my Fallout 76 character canonically 16. <laughs> so when Mothman <laughs> comes and kills me, because I think there's like an event going on at the time of recording, so that's where I'm gonna get my research from. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, guys, I think Solid. it might be about that time, my friends. It is. It is. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Macabre Masters. We had a great time um, recording this. We had a great time researching it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, is there anything you guys like want to shout out before we end the podcast episode? I know it's not a place for like plugging, but I mean, if you want to. Noah. Huh? Uh, I mean, I will be making some videos on my channel coming up youtube.com slash Noah C Fisher. So if you want to subscribe and see what I have to come, that's coming, then you can check that out. Otherwise it's really not that, not that special. I'm just going to throw something up on there. Nothing too crazy. That's a good way to sell it, Noah. Tell them it's not special. <laughs> it kind of sucks. Be bored. And then it's, it is special. Please dislike the video, unsubscribe. Subscribe, <laughs> then unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> it's just send it to salt, somebody Just rub hate. salt in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so Noah's great. Noah's a very talented human. Actually, one of the uh, great things about this podcast has been discovering exactly how talented he is. Um, so definitely dude, go to that URL and check it out. It'll be linked in the show notes. Um, as far as mine, I want to take a second to, uh, to give everybody a little piece of advice and to give you a wish for the rest of this week until the next episode. And that is that I hope all of you spend this week living deliciously (laughs) with all the candy that you'll get from the Halloween discount out the day after Halloween. Oh my god, it's so good. It's the best thing in the world. I'm going to drown in candy corn. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, you know what's up. All right, Nick, what about you? Um, I don't really have anything else going on. I'm trying to do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for this uh, for this podcast. I kind of have like dedicated most of my time to Macabre Masters. I do have Lorecast. I do have Original Nick Games. I do have the Original Nick Show where I do my audio dramas. Um. I guess the closest thing is look out for me on a machinima. I was in Brotherhood War for Chronicle 177. He's got more projects coming out where I actually am taking a bigger part in that. So um, I do voice acting quite often. You might find me somewhere across the internet somewhere. So there's that. 
again, thank you so much for listening. Any kind of links that we have uh, are going to be down in the description. If you watch the video, I did the little thingy. <laughs> uh, please. Oh. Like, subscribe. Yeah, I was about to say. Thumbs up, thumbs do... down, G's up, hose down. Go ahead. Do five stars. Do the five star thing. Do the comments. Any sort and if of you interaction. Count, just, you can't count. Just do all the stars on the right. Mm-hmm. If you exactly. wouldn't mind, please go into Apple Podcasts and giving us five stars. It really does help out the channel. And if you would not mind going to Macabre Masters on YouTube, look us up. It's Macabre Masters with space. And be sure to subscribe. Leave us any kind of comments. The videos will take a little bit longer. They're not going to be exactly timed up that's a little bit of housekeeping um and be sure to check us out on your favorite podcast provider thank you so much until then i'm original nick i'm noah that's me i'm completely unaware that we were going to be doing this <laughs> sorry that's what I, I, know. I just went sorry i do that i do that on, i do that on lorecast i forgot <laughs> thank you so much for listening that's pub down there we'll uh we'll see you we'll see you on the next one bye later later (laughs) what is going on everybody it's your boy the mothman and there have been some personal changes around here uh some weird things have been happening so we decided to uh work together instead of working apart that's right mothman and macabre masters are together and one in the same now with that said you should know a few things the first one is that these guys are on apple podcasts They're awesome. Go rate and review them on there. Go check out the videos on YouTube. They're slower, but worth it. I mean, somebody has to put in all those pictures. It's not easy, okay? It's not easy. Beyond that, make sure to check out Lorecast. That's Lore-Cast for more Nick. Beetlemilk.com and Beetlecast for more Pope. Check out Noah C. Fisher at YouTube for more Noah. And check out Fapping for the Mothman on Amazon, my latest book. It is a real thing. It is not a cryptid. The book exists. There's also apparently one by Chuck Tingle, so go check that out as well. Beyond that, have an amazing, amazing, amazing day.